1: Love Talk Radio
2: okay, class. Uh, okay, class. Uh, I was lost But you came and found me You left your throne Thinking about me You bled and died To show me mercy You gave your all Because you saw my need I was empty But you came and filled me I was blinded But you helped me to see I was broken But you made me whole again don't like nothing, but you gave me confidence, and I'm filled with so much gratitude that words are not enough to explain the magnitude, the passion of my love, oh.
1: Welcome to Blessing Barger's Radio. Tonight is Thursday, March the 4th, 2021. We are so elated. You could be back with us another Thursday night. As we get into Bible study tonight, yes, that is absolutely right. We are getting into biblical studies tonight. And we are so elated again that you could be here with us tonight, 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 tonight. It's really an appreciation. It warms our hearts that you guys have an opportunity to be able to come on in with us. So that's really, really important to us tonight. It's Thursday night, and every Thursday night at 9.30 until 10.30, the doctor is in, and he does break down the topics every Thursday night and lets us know what that saith the Lord. Tonight I wanted to talk very quickly about Moses and what he was known for. Moses was best known in the biblical book of Exodus. Moses was a person in the Bible who got a chance to meet God face to face on the top of Mount Sinai where he received the Ten Commandments and he was eligible to lead his people. Moses is a guy that grew up having an amazing life, that realized his purpose was God, and he was able to lead the people, his people, out of Egypt, out of bondage. And into the promised land of Canaan. Everyone knows about the story. Comes on during um, the Ten Commandments comes on right around Easter time every year on television and talk about. It. But Moses had a very distinct role in God's kingdom. He knew the inner workings of Egypt just because of who his adopted family was. He didn't even know when he was a young boy that he was adopted, but he got a chance to learn the inner workings, and, and once that happened, when he became of age and the Lord started working with him and talking with him, the Lord utilized him, his talents and his abilities for the greater good of God's kingdom. He helped to do what's called kingdom building. He really made a stand because he helped to deliver his people They were the Hebrew people. He helped to deliver them out of the bondage of Egypt, out of the claws of Pharaoh. He did everything the Lord instructed him to do so that way his people could be set free and they would go to the promised land of Canaan where the Lord could show them who he really was. They believed for years on end, where is our God, the God that's supposed to help us? Well, he sent Moses to be that ram in the bush to help. The people of is the the people the Hebrews, the ones in Israel. He sent them so they could be rescued from Egypt and they could be on the promised land and he did a lot of good. So it's good to know that when God has something for you to do, to do what he's called upon you to do, to do it as he would have you to do it. That's the amazing feat there. You can do what God is asking of you to do. You can get yourself over in Gosha land, you can get yourself to that promised land filled with milk and honey, that beautiful land. Now, in this day and age, our promised land is to go walk the gates of heaven, to walk around heaven all day, and to do in heaven what God wants us to do. God has a task for everybody in his kingdom. He has a job for us to do, and we can do that job. If we choose to do that job, we can do that job. And God will lead us and direct us as to how to get the job done. He won't just blind us. God doesn't leave you in the dark. When he has something for you to do, he brings it to the light. Sometimes he has a person talk to us and let us know what we ought to know about the job in hand, the task in hand. But that's him coming on in through someone that he has provided to bring us to the light about what it is he'd have us to do. And that's what he did with Joseph. I mean, with Moses, that's what he did. And then Moses wanted to have Aaron to be able to have a face so and all these different things he wanted. And the Lord used Moses. That was the chosen person. Just like now, we're the chosen people. We are who God wants. And he wants us to do what he's calling upon us to do. And you might wonder, well, how am I going to know? Well, you'll know. When it's time for you to know, you're going to know what God has for you to do when it is your time to know. It may not be today for you to know. It may not be tomorrow. But when it's your turn, you're gonna know what God has for you to do. And whatever He has for you to do, do it and do it in a hurry. Let's be about our Father's business. Whatever He's asking of us to do, let's do it. He doesn't put anything on us more than we can bear. Absolutely not. He gives us exactly what he knows that we can ascertain. God knows what we can and cannot do before he even puts us in position to do it. He already knows what we can and cannot do. Just be on the list out in your heart and your mind for what God's asking of you to do so you can get it done and get it done correctly. In our own. Let us be about our Father's business tonight, every day, every night. Let's be about our Father's business. Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in. He will be teaching the good words tonight. Are you ready, ready, ready? Get out your Bibles and let us learn and feast off this good word. That's just virtually said tonight. I'm ready, and I hope you are too. Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in. Dr. bishop out for more. God bless you guys. God bless
0: you. God bless you in Radio Land tonight. It's Dr. Moore coming to you, Amen, with the Word of God tonight. Thank God for all things, Amen. Thank God for that testimony, the miniature message, Amen, that come from, Amen. Our daughter Kitasha tonight. Thank God, Amen, encouraging you about Moses tonight. Let me get right into the Word of God tonight, Amen. We are so grateful to be back on air tonight, Amen. Let me put it in, amen, and interject and say, I don't know what happened on last night, amen, what's the prayer, but amen, uh, the whole system just shut down and we was not able to continue. So uh, we just never know when these things are going to happen. So God bless us tonight. I pray we can, praise the Lord, uh, get through tonight. Calling your attention tonight is to 1 John, amen, 4, chapter verse 7 through 21. And it reads and says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knows God. He that loveth not knows not God, for God is love. And this was manifest the love of God towards us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. And sent his son to be the preparation for our sin. Beloved, if God so loved us, We ought to also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. Because fear has torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If a man says, "I love God and hate his brother," he's a lie; for he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? This is the commandment: have we from him that you that he who love God?" Love his brother also. God bless you tonight. I read you, amen, the entire, amen, uh, 1 John 4, 7 through 21. And John, amen, 3 and 35, it says, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love, one to another. I believe, amen, that is a very strong topic tonight, that the Lord is giving amen to those that claim to know him. First of all, out of all that we do, we must show forward the love of Jesus Christ. By this, should all men know that you are my disciple? Listen at that. Not amen, what you want to be, but you are his disciple. You are followers of Jesus. If you have love one towards another. Beloved, let us love one another. John is talking basically to the church. To the Christians, those that are confessing that they know Jesus and love Jesus, he says, let us love one another. And it's almost a sense in the words that John is saying, he sees some that is confessing Jesus Christ, but he don't see that genuine love in them. And he's letting us know, amen, that we must love one another for. Love is of God. Love came from God, and everyone that loves—if you really love—is you are born of God and you know God. Because if you are born of God and you know God, God going to put His love within you. And I find this is one of the greatest things, amen, that there is. There are many of us, amen, say, oh, I love the Lord. I just love Jesus. And I will follow him or do ever what he would desire for me to do. And then turn right around and we can't love one another. Something is wrong with this picture. God is love. Love is the most essential quality in a Christian life. It is the foundation of our relationship to God and to others. By his love, God redeemed us. In his love, we are made perfect. These are some strong words. <laughs> Do we really love God? The writer is letting us know, amen, if we love God, it ought to manifest in our life. It ought to show in our lives. Love is an action word. Love shows itself. It don't talk about itself, but it shows itself. For God is love, according to 1 John 4 and 8. Love is our highest characteristic of God. When you really love, you're going to show the manifestation of God living within you. He loved the good and the bad. And he proved it. His love by giving his life for all, Romans 5 and 8. God loves the good and the bad. And that's what he's saying to us. As we are disciples of, of his, we have to love the good and the bad. And that's why I find, amen, that many got a problem in life. They don't love everybody, but God is love. And this will manifest the love of God. For oh, amen to say it was made no. the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him, not on the outside of him, We got to live through him. And if we live through him, we can love one another regardless of what the world says uh, or what the world portrays as love. We can love one another if we love through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Not that we love God, we didn't love him first, but that he loved us. And he sent his son to be the preparation for our sins, for our, to forgive us of our sins. We find that in First John 4, 9 through 10. The greatest expectation of us is to be the recipient of his love. Let's show forth his love. As Matthew 22, 37 says, Believe us. In the gospel, we must show forth the love of Jesus Christ. We often read this scripture, but I wonder how many of us really clearly understand it. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. The world, God loved the world. That means every ethnic group that is in the world, God loved them. I don't care, amen, what race we are, God loved us. And if we have the love of God within us, we will love every race, every creed, Every nationality, it wouldn't make any difference what color you are, amen, what kind of language you speak. If you have the love of Jesus within you, you will love everybody. You wouldn't show no partial love to one and then show another way to another one. Love is just love. Not only are we the reception of God's love, but being created in God's image, it transforms the preeminent of love to humankind. We are in the image of God, and we ought to be like God. Our will, our thoughts, our attributes ought to be in the image of God. Love is the cornerstone of all the virtue. It is the ultimate test to identify the authentic Christian faith. Love will show you whether you really love Jesus Christ or not. John 3 and 35. Love is the greatest commandment according to Matthew 22 and 36 through 40. Luke 10, 25 and 28. And it's the greatest empowerment given by the Holy Ghost. Love, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. The other fruits of the Spirit, it enacts from love. The fruit of the Spirit begins with love, love, love. That's what it begins with. If you put anything in your spirit, you ought to put the love of Jesus Christ there. Then, amen, it produces joy. It produces peace in love, in response. It also reduces long suffering is love on its trade. Is gentle. Gentleness is love. And a social goodness is love in action. Faith is love. On the battlefield. Meekness is love at school. And temper is love in training. God loved us because it is his choice. And it is his nature. We love God because he first loved us. And he gave his life to prove it. We love one another because it is a commandment and it is the glue that holds civilization together. That is love. If we don't love one another, we're going to destroy each other. And as we see that the world is going on today, we don't see this Christ love, this of God's love. Amen. We don't we see human love and human emotion, but we don't see the love of Jesus too much. And certainly, amen, it is destroying our world, our civilization today. If God had left it to us to draw up a specified by which the world could recognize his people, what would we have included in the description? we have included such items as faithfulness in attending to church? we have included style of dressing, physical appearance, or doctrines of purity? There is no question but that each of these Items is important. Christians should always exercise faithfulness. We should always show ourselves to be faithfulness. Jesus said, be thou faithful unto death, and he will give us a crown of life. In gathering with fellows, believers, a Christian dress and physical appearance, it identifies and it distinguishes him from the world. I used to say that with all ease. That a Christian used used to not dress like the world, their physical appearance would distinguish them from the world. They didn't have to have all this power. To Makeup and stuff on their face. They just came as God made them. They dressed it like a saint should dress. In modesty, they didn't show a man their neckness as they've done today. Brother, it is absolutely necessary to know and love truth. It's necessary to know and to love truth. you got to love truth. In order to love God, you got to love truth. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. When given the quality that would identify his disciples, however, Jesus mentioned none of these things. Instead, he says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. You are my disciples if you have love one for another. If you can get along with one another, if you can understand one another, if you can share that love, that I have given you among each other, you can show that you are my disciples. John thirteen thirty five love is a fundamental character, characteristic of a Christian life. Our life ought to be like Jesus' life. Jesus, amen, not only loved us, but he demonstrated love. He showed us what love was when he was walking on earth. Jesus left us an example how to love one another. Now remember, Jesus said, I come to my own, even in the physical form, as being shaped in the form of a man, and even in the color of, all men. He said, I came to my own, but my own received me not. But that does not make Jesus not show love to humanity. And it is the one distinguished trade special mentioned by Jesus. I if a person has an habit the love of God all else will follow Jesus probably give love as a proof of discipleship because it is important to take true love not just any kind of love but true love The the Pharisees were certainly faithful in attending at the synagogue on Saturday. They were right there. They were faithful. And then our appearance conformed the Jewish law. Oh, they looked the part. They looked like they were supposed to be Christians. They looked like Jesus had come in their life. There's a lot of us today, amen, we're looking like. We're looking like we saved. we acting like we're saved. But we don't show the real love of Jesus Christ. But they did not have love. All the performance was there. All the appearance were there. But they didn't have what it takes. They didn't have love. It is just as possible today for one of our attending church, regular. We dress modest and are here to the true doctrine and yet like the virtual ingredients of love. All oh, we go to church today, we, we dress right, some of us, and we hear the true doctrine of Jesus and still don't have the very ingredients of what we're supposed to have, that is love. By this, all men should know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. Beloved, you can't look upon the outer appearance of no individual. You got to see the love from the inside, or any individual. Scripture love in the book of the first of the Spirit. It was written that love is not that stick is. Stricken and selfish affliction. Love is lo, love is not selfish. Love is not lying about Santa Claus. Love is love an unbending discipline allow for no mistake, much less for human feeling. Love is not the Hollywood and uh, the. The uh uh, uh 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 the Hollywood style and the Ma- Mansion Avenue that ain't love what they show. Getting all printed up and parading that is not the love of Jesus. There is as far from scripture love and day is from night. And people say, oh, we love each other. Genuine love, according to 1 Corinthians 13, is patient. That's genuine love. Kind. Genuine. Humble. Courteous. Unselfish. Good. tempers and sincere, that's genuine love. Jesus described the love that proved discipleship when he says, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I love you. That you also love one another. Now this is the master Speaking, this is the creator of the world. Speaking, say, love one another as I have loved you. That's John three thirteen and 34. Now, listen, we say we love Jesus, but do we love one another? That's a hard thing for some of us to get amen across. That's a hard thing for some of us to put in our mind, I got to love everybody. It's not hard, amen, if you allow Jesus to put his love within you. It ain't hard to love everybody. There was the time. Amen. I could say I didn't love everybody. But at that time, I didn't know Jesus. And I didn't love everybody. But when Jesus came in my life and changed me and gave me his love, now I can say this with all realness and sincerity. I love everybody. I may not like everything everybody does, but that doesn't keep me from loving them, whether they're good or whether they're bad. The quality, qualified word. As I have loved you. It goes far beyond the precept of love. On Madison Avenue or in Hollywood. This exceeds, amen, kernel affection. You know, if you have kernel mind, your carnality, it won't let you see real love. One may have for another one because of a pleasing appearance or personality. This is love as projected on the cross. Calvary exhibits love. It calls Jesus to love us. Although we were sinners and unloving, Jesus loved us. We didn't have no kind of way, no right at all, no justification at all, amen, to say, amen, that we was all right. Jesus loved us while we were sinners, while we wasn't thinking about coming to him. We were doing everything that we wanted to do. That's what I meant, amen, amen. I didn't first love everybody because I didn't know him. I was a sinner. But as I have experienced, amen, in my life, there are some believers that say they love the Lord. And it's still showing that they don't love like Jesus told them to love. God's love manifests itself into humanity. God has many characteristics. God is strong. God is wisdom. God is knowledge. He judged all. He served to describe some aspect of God. Scripture speaks even of the wrath of God. But never do we read God is wrath. Instead, we discover God is love. It didn't say God is wrath, but it did not say also. I mean, God would not pour out His wrath. For God is not wrath; God is love. Out of all that is going on in the world today, in this society today, and people that thumb and they nose up at God, God still loves us. You can't make God not love humanity. He loves us. All that God is and all that he does is found solid in this fact. God is love. Love shapes and forms all else that he is and do, even his wrath, his tempers, by his love. This love of God is not something to which he spoke only. It promotes him to action.
1: His love
0: is manifested. Thank God his love is made known to us. And this will manifest the love of God for us because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might, through him, have this love. 1 John 4 9. It's got to be through the Lord. You can love all you want in the nature, but you, amen, that is not enough. You can be as friendly and helpful as you want in this world, but if you don't have the love of God, that's not enough. And that love got to come through Jesus Christ. Other words, I'm saying, you got to have to be born of the spirit in order to have this kind of love. It just don't come automatically. Much that passes... For well, love in our era is tainted with selfishness. It's a lot of amen love that is passing through our generation. is selfish love. It ain't real love. It's love that we try to hide behind. Too many marriage. Rather than being based on scripture love, I found it on the shifting sand of mutual benefits. If I can get this and I can get that, that ain't love. Those involved in such marriage tend to see the union of a 50-50 prospect. I get half of this and you get half of that. That's not love. Just how unstable this is. However, is reflected, amen, in the highest divorce rate. As long as love is colored by mutual benefit, it is not true love and will not weather the storm that blows up upon when one of the party is unable to continue to provide a benefit. If that's all marriage is for, oh, amen, I'm going to get this and you going to get that, well, we might as well not to marry because, amen, we know that's not our everlasting love. But Jesus, amen, give us an everlasting love. God set God sent the example for us in unselfish love. When he gave his only begotten son, John three sixteen. Think about it. That was unselfish love. We were sinners. we do due to die. And if there was a hell, amen, we were due to go there. But God loved us. Not only he loved us, he still loved us. He giving everybody a chance right now that don't know him. That is God's love. He loves you, young man, you young woman that's out there that done everything that you are not supposed to do. God loves you. He giving you a chance. Now it's left up to you, amen. Is to hear him He said the day that you hear his voice Don't harden your heart Christ died For the ungodly For scarcely For a righteous man Will one die Yet preventually For a good man Some would even Dare to die But God, hallelujah, that's the thing. But God commanded his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5, 6 and 8. While we were yet sinners, and I'm going to say to you as I hear the word of God speaking, if you are a sinner and you hear this word, Christ died for you. Through the extreme rape, it might be possible to find someone willing to die in the place of a good person. But we were not good. We were ungodly, and we were sinful. Yet God loved us enough to give his son. He expressed the express image in our place. God loved us, still loves us. No matter how contrary we are, how bad we are, he loves us because he is love. Think about it. If you're hearing me in radio land and you are not saved, remember the Lord loves you. It's not by what you have done, not by your might, not your strength. Amen, that you are kept, but you are kept by the love of Jesus Christ. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. Amen. Do you love your brother? Your brother is enough to lay down your life. 1 John 3 and 16 say, if the Lord laid his life down for us, we ought to be able to lay our life down for our brothers. In the cross, God gave us a high and a lofty example. As he laid down his life for us, so should we lay down our lives for one another. Hey, man, my laying down your life, we as Christians today, we don't even want to come see about one another. We don't want to help one another. We don't even want to pray for one another. Now, how are you going to lay down your life for somebody if you're that kind of minded? The demonstration of God's love did not end with Calvary. It didn't didn't end with calvary. From there, God had continued to display his love for humankind by providing for every need. Mankind will ever know God is still providing for every need. He said, I will supply your every need. And every day God is supplying our every need. No matter what they are, God is providing for this. In the Old Testament, God was known by various compound names, each of which a man described a certain attribute of characteristic of God. For example, <clears throat> Jehovah Jireh. In Genesis twenty-two fourteen, it means the Lord will provide. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Raphael. In Exodus 15 and 26, it is interpreted, the Lord heal thee. or praise him. Jehovah Shalom, in Judges 6 and 24, speaks of the Lord our peace. Jehovah Tanisha, Jeremiah 23 and 6. It means the Lord, our righteous. God has a whole lot of names. My God, my God. There are many other names of God in the Old Testament. It reveals him to be concerned with every conceivable need of the human race. God is concerned. God is concerned with Every human need, ever what we need, God is concerned with it. All of these names are summed up in Christ Jesus. When all these names are compounded together, when they come out, his name is Jesus. She shall bring forward a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. Matthew 1 and 21. Paul says, but my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Jesus Christ. Philippians 4 and 19. Do you believe that? God will supply all of your needs. I don't care what kind of famer's in the land. I don't care what kind of pestle's in the land. God said, I will supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. God is rich. We might give out on things of this earth, Amen. but God don't never give out of his resource. He's rich. And if you can believe him, he'll supply your every need. I'm a witness. The Lord supplies my every need every day of my life. Not what I want, but my needs he supplies. And I believe somebody else can justify to that. God demonstrates his love. To the Israelites with manna from heaven and water from the rock, when they were out in the wilderness, and there was no provision for them to go to the grocery store. There was no stores in the wilderness, and they not got short of the food. God was right there in the wilderness of your life. Some of you may be in the wilderness that God rained down manna from heaven. God fed. God met the needs of his people. And he still will meet the needs of you and I today if we only would put our trust in him. He rained down manna from heaven. Amen. And water from the rock. the smote of the rock. Here come water out. God won't let you be thirsty. Hallelujah. God still supplies the needs of people today, and the motive is his love. I love you. I love you. I'm not going to let you starve, amen. I love you. I'll supply your needs. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Come on. Now, here is where, amen, it gets bad on some Christians because, amen, of the color of your skin. And I'm going to say that again because the color of a person's skin, the devil don't want them to love one another. The Bible says love your enemy. Now, your brother in Christ ought not be your enemy. But he said love your enemy, the one that despitefully use you, the one, amen, that you know, amen, don't care nothing about. The Lord said love him. We are in a generation and time, amen, people, some people believe, amen, that let each nation up. Let every nation go on its own. It would be a better thing. That ain't what the Lord said. The Lord said, love your enemy. If you love your enemy, God will make your enemy your pursuit. But I say unto you, love your enemy, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. God loved them, amen, that amen, even pierced him in the side. He loved them, for he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good. God just don't bless the good, he blesses the evil also. And he sent his rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? If you just love people that love you, or your own race of people that don't love other people, what reward have you? Be ye there for perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Matthew 5 forty four and through forty eight. Be perfect. The love of God motivates him to supply the base needs of humanity, including those who do not love him. God provides for Amen people that don't love him. And you can see that Amen in our daily A lot of amen that we live in You know people don't love God And some of them have amen Abundantly a wealth But God supplied it All about us In the Speaking system A rowing waterfall The green poke Up through the soil the flush breeze first breeze, and the warm glow of the sun sees God's manifestation, his love on the whole earth of mankind. When we see, amen, God provides for the farmers and the fun, amen, keep it out on us. We know that's the love of God. My beloved, let us love one another. A love for God will manifest itself in a love for his children. This is not just saying we love others. We demonstrate our love by our deeds. 1 John 3 and 18. We demonstrate our love. Beloved, tonight God is saying, by this all men shall know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. If you say you love God and hate your brother, you just a lie. You got to love your brother on this earth. Who you see daily. You have never seen God. How can you say I love God and don't love my fellow man on earth? This is Dr. Moore
1: saying tonight.
0: Love you, one another, as
1: I have loved you. That was so beautiful coming from Dr. Moore tonight. We appreciate him again for coming on Sunday. Please tune in on Sunday. We'll be in the storehouse at the church, and you'll be able to see, well, not see, but you'll be able to hear a live service in progress. God bless you. Good night. And Godspeed, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. God
0: bless. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky?